guys, I, I was eating lunch today and uh, my son, he, he knows what food is and he likes to eat it and we didn't have any food for him. Bing, this is Aaron from the future. Uh, I really quickly want to explain. It sounds like I'm saying that we don't feed my son, but actually he had eaten an hour prior to the story I'm about to tell. So it's not that I don't feed my son. It's just that uh, we weren't feeding him at that specific meal. Back to the story. And he gave me the the most like, what the fuck look when I started eating in front of him today. He was like looking at the food, looking at me and giving me this just like, look like you better be guilty. You better feel bad because you're not feeding me right now. <laughs> uh, how old is he at this point? He's eight months. Oh my gosh. You know, you know, like it's funny because when you're a kid, like if your life feels like an eternity, but when you're yeah. like an adult, it's like a year is like whatever. So they'll probably be like 10 years old. It'll be 10 years old, like sooner, really soon. It feels like. <sighs> Hopefully not for nine more years, but yes, <laughs> it'll, it'll feel like nothing. Uh, how you guys doing? I'm uh, ready to talk about video games. Me too. Uh, I've been playing a lot of video games. So I'm yeah. to talk about them. Oh. And the ones will be watched. I don't know how much we're going to talk about what we've been playing. but uh, I just have one question. Okay. Really quickly. Yeah. Have you guys, either of you guys ever played a Street Fighter game? Aaron uh, has. Well, yeah. Very but casually. But really more Aaron. Very casually. So, I'm not a big fan. Are you familiar guy. with the character E Honda? No. Sumo wrestler. Okay. Aaron. Oh, is. sumo wrestler. Okay. Okay, what do you think his first name is? You gotta just guess. Uh, it's Edward, right? Edward it's not Honda. Edward, but that's close. <laughs> it, it's Edmund. Edmund, Edmund Honda? <laughs> yeah, I just, I was like, why, why is this Japanese wrestler's first name Edmund? Do you I don't know. No one, no Edmund one McMillan is named after E. Honda? I should ask him that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you should. That'd be funny. It wouldn't make any sense, but... Uh, I actually bought the Street Fighter uh, Legacy Collection that has like all of the versions of the games from one, two, oh, and yeah. three on Switch because it was uh, like seven ninety nine, and I was like, this could be a fun thing to have on Switch. It's cool because Street Fighter three is like in the most one of the best looking games, mm. and uh, it was only on Dreamcast. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, holy shit. The AI is hard as hell. The first round, I was just getting my ass kicked in like every version of that game. I was like, I okay, know. I don't know how I played this as a kid. Me neither. <clears throat> I were beating it. Yeah. No idea how I did that. Uh, I think I have a like a Genesis controller for the Switch that I could use, which would be perfect for that game. Uh, hmm, hmm. All right. Well, guys, E3, Key 3, whatever you want to call it, Summer Games, Showcase Season has come and gone. Oren, did it live up to your wildest dreams? You know what? I think it was objectively, from a bird's eye view, a great festival or like a great key three. But from my perspective, as a cynical 32-year-old that loves survival horror games, I thought it was totally fine. Like, not great, not super exciting for me. I'm glad all these games exist, but... It wasn't really a hype year for me, which is okay. That's just where I'm at in my life. All right. Kevin? Um, I think it was not. I didn't feel that hype after watching it. When it ended, I was like, wait, this is the end of the show? Which show? So, Summer Games Fest? Summer Games. Talking I'm about talking about games, the right? broad. Okay. Big picture. So, all, all, this, all the stuff. Big picture, Xbox felt like E3. 
Yeah. Summer Game Fest felt like, where's the games? That's that was my. Where's take. the games? Where's the beef? So, well, you don't like yeah, uh, the that cat game, uh, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where you're a little kitty cat <laughs> and it looks like a mobile game. It's not for you. Cats are overrated. Uh, yeah. Cats are overrated. Oh my. Cats yeah. are overrated. Dog, I'm gonna. Dog life. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna like throw a dog out the window now. <laughs> in spite of that comment, it's, it's nothing to do with dogs. I just think <laughs> the cats are overrated. Dogs aren't even in the. I'm not taking a position on dogs or cats. Kevin's I like, I just kind of hate right. animals. I, I mean, just, you're like naturally just, taking a position by hating on cats. So I have to hate, that hate on dogs That is your now. interpretation, sir. Okay? It is? That's your interpretation. But you know what? Sometimes my interpretation is correct, and I deem you know this what it is? correct Here's what it is. I had, to, Things are binary. I had to live through internet culture of the 2000s, which was like cats are everywhere and everything was cats, right. which is fine. It was funny for a period, but now I'm kind of like, okay, I've seen a lot of cats, so... No hate to cats for real, but uh, yeah. little little hate. I mean, depends on the cat. Uh, no, you, not really. I mean, I, but I don't. I don't have interest in cat games. How about that? Uh, Stray was pretty cool. I guess was, was it? all right. Was cat Stray? Tried it. Was Stray actually? Was it? Cool? That's yeah. That was it. Cool. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I could play it for my uh, my two year old niece, and she liked it so. That was that was all right, I guess. And you know, my partner, she liked to play. She played halfway through that game, which uh, she mm. doesn't play that many games. So, but it wasn't cool enough to beat. Nah, she never beats any of the games though. <laughs> okay, it's like it doesn't happen. Um, well, I thought Summer Game Fest was was a little meh, but Xbox Bethesda brought it with a fucking barbed wire, you know, covered bat to the face. It was it was good. I, I felt I felt pretty good about this. This uh, summer season. Let's talk about Summer Games Fest. Oren, what were your highlights? Well, um, overall, I'll say like Summer Game Fest. Like at the, t- I thought it was okay. I mean, like it was. I'd probably give it like a three out of five as a showcase. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people say that it's a great showcase because they had a lot of games. The pacing is better than usual, like better than last year's for sure. But I just didn't, I just still thought there was like too much filler and like not a lot that interests me personally. Um, it, it was a step up from the PlayStation showcase for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, my highlight was Alan Wake 2. A- Alan yeah. Wake 2, I'm like all about that game. I love what they're doing. I love how you're seeing like a little bit of Twin Peaks The Return, a little bit of True Detective, a little bit of Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I like the idea of switching off between alan wake and with this new uh detective protagonist um the guns sound good remedy always has good sound effects when it comes to pistols like they just know how a pistol should fire um and i don't know that was really my highlight i also really liked uh lies of p even though that game is like a total bloodborne ripoff but (laughs) you know what we're not getting bloodborne remaster might as well get lies of p right uh, and uh, then I also really liked the Talos Principle too, which is um, a puzzler that I'm really interested in. Um, but I'll stop there. That's kind of my high level thoughts. Okay, showcase, but some really, really good highlights. Hmm. Okay, Kevin. Uh, my mine definitely of this was Alan Wake Two for sure. That's looks very much like a kevin game so Oren pretty much mentioned everything that i thought was great about it yeah man. Uh, i thought the re2 stuff was particularly interesting 
because that was like the like zap system was the original thing you switched between two characters so that was like what's the case here which is cool i think that i'm just curious how that'll play out um i also thought sonic superstars looked cool it was like a 2d sonic game oh we were wondering Japanese what you studio. were gonna think of that because when i were watching it we're like i'm like i'm not sure if kevin's gonna like this or hate this yeah right. <laughs> i thought it looked cool okay cool uh, i i i played long story short i played 3d sonic and 2d sonic and i like them both but 2d sonic i think is definitely better mm -hmm. so i was like hey this actually looks pretty cool um i also liked Witchfire by people can fly it looks like sure it looks like heretic eternal i guess immortals of avenum also looks like heretic eternal they both kind of have like mm -hmm. no you don't think so Immortals I, of Avenue has a much does. more like high fantasy look, and Witchfire like, is much closer. It's to, got like, all that the, Marvel gilded weird yeah. metallic crap. It does. Yeah, I but agree. Uh, I'm more excited for Witchfire, just yeah, for the record. Yeah. But um, I it has a lot of like the it, it has some mechanics I'm like not sure if I like or not. Like I think when you shoot someone in the head, like your next shots are critical. So there's a lot of these like conditional things that Eternal Doom Eternal was doing. So we'll see if it's if it's good or not. But I do think uh, people can fly are good shooter developer so i'm excited to see like what that game plays like and if it's good or not so. yeah okay uh what about space marine oh um, yeah did, that, that looks kind of good Be you know why it's because the reason at least i want to play it is because it's by um um what's his name <laughs> i can't think of his name mm -hmm. i've met him and i literally can't think of his name <laughs> top of my head so sorry tim willits oh. that's by tim willits oh that i didn't so he know left, that he left id to, to go join Saber, and that's the first game he's making with them as a game director. Okay. So, so I think it'll have really good chunky shooting and chunky melee combat. Yeah, I think, I think it'll feel good. like an id game. Yeah. Or at least id adjacent. Or Gears, whatever. But yeah, I I, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I think we should talk about Metal Gear real quick. Metal Gear. No idea what Metal Gear 3 Remake is going to mean. I don't know why it has that Delta symbol in the name. But um, it's interesting that that's happening. Uh, I'm glad they're they're bringing the collection of all three of the first games, and it says part one, so maybe there's going to be a we're going to get the other games re-released. Was that, that? I thought that was PlayStation though. That wasn't Summer Game Fest. No, Summer Game Fest. No, it was PlayStation. What? Yeah. Am I, am yeah. I getting this all wrong? Okay, my bad. Um, well, in that what case, was that? And it's I, okay. I, I, I'm also excited for that game on the on the record. I, I guess we. I'm like, it kind of feels like we already talked about this, but uh, yeah. I was, <laughs> who was okay. um? So who's which game is People Can Fly making? Uh, Witchfire. Witchfire. I thought that was um, not no. That's uh, that's not People Can Fly. That's the Astronauts. Oh, you know what it is? It used to be People Can Fly. Oh, so oh it's yeah, the developers who founded people, people can fly. fly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My oh bad. yeah, uh, no, no, that's fine. It's like it looks like it would be a people can fly game, right? You totally. Just, like, look yeah. at it. Yeah, um, that game looks really good. Uh, Witchfire. I'm a little bit burnt out by like Doom Eternal likes, just because I feel like that's all we get for shooters now, and that's why that Immortals of Avium game kind of isn't really grabbing me because it's like, oh, it's like Doom Eternal. But it has like weird Marvel trappings too, and I'm like, uh, so. But uh, I mean, I'll try them if they review well. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Space Marine looks really good though. That that looks like it's funny because Lies of P is filling the Bloodborne void, while uh, Space Marine's filling the Gears of War <laughs> void. So. <laughs> yeah, though I imagine there will be a new Gears to fill it in the next few years. But uh, okay, so hmm. Clearly, I'm looking at the wrong cheat sheet, but uh, uh, Alan Wake looked good. I don't know what else to say. Some, there wasn't anything too memorable, I guess, 
from Summer Games. Uh, I mean, the Revenant, yeah. uh, what's it called? Reven- Revenant 2 or Revenant 2. Revenant. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of the first one, um, so I'll probably be playing that. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a huge reveal, mm-hmm. that, uh, but like it, it is coming out in July. I'll probably dip my toes into it. Um, play through the campaign at least once with a friend. Um, but, but yeah, overall summer game fest, I thought it was like, you know, not bad. I thought it was just very okay. Um, I just think, I don't know how I feel about these, it's a Jeff Keeley summer game fest showcases where they, they're just, he's just kind of throwing everything at the wall. Cause I know that he's all about curating it in a way that he wants to show everything he's got. But sometimes I feel like it's not the best way to go about these types of shows. And I'm not a big fan of these long (laughs) interviews on the stage. I think they kill the pacing a lot. I mean, it was fun Mm. seeing Nick Cage and stuff, but. Oh, yeah, Nick Cage. Like, did that really need to be like 12 minutes that I'm talking about how he's in that Dead by Daylight game or whatever it's called? Like, but then you get those viral PR. clips of Nick Cage on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, and then people say, oh, what happened? I know. It's just. Mm-hmm. It, it pays it was, for itself. It's cool seeing Ed Boone, I guess, but. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mortal Kombat was shown. Mortal yeah, Kombat that's right. was shown. So that, I guess, was the probably the biggest, like, the biggest, like, franchise brand that was shown i think because i think mortal kombat other than smash is the most played or most purchased fighting game franchise so oh, really? uh, mortal a big deal. i don't i don't really like i don't know i'm not gonna play it i didn't like mk11 like at all so i'm it looks a lot like mk11 but I, I, if i was excited for the franchise I, it doesn't look bad it looks like they've i can't believe there hard. was 11 mortal kombat games yeah that's shocking yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people love those games. My brother, I have a brother who loves Mortal Kombat, and he doesn't really play other fighting games. He just plays Mortal Kombat. And I mm. think part of the appeal is, one, the violence and the gore. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, also, on top of that, like apparently the story modes are really fun. Um, mm. So there's that. And then they always have like dumb DLC. Like They'll have like RoboCop and like the Terminator and playable characters and... Like, you know, there's a lot of people have nostalgia for that stuff. I mean, RoboCop is one of my favorite movies, so I get it. But, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they even got, um, I can't remember his name. I was going to say Frank Welker. That's oh, not, um, that is Peter not Weller. Frank Welker. Peter Weller. I was close with Frank Welker. Frank Welker is the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo and uh, Megatron. So totally not the right person, but... He also he also played William S. Burroughs and David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch, and he was great in that too. <laughs> so he's one of the, like the best '80s, '90s, late '80s, early '90s icons. <laughs> Definitely. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I, I thought Summer Game Fest was fine. You know, I, I would like if I had to rate it on like announcements, I would give it like an F. If I had to give it like on like sh- the showcases, I would be like a C. Or like maybe a D plus. Yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give it like a D plus. It was fine. I'll give it. But a like C. there wasn't any. I think <laughs> announcement that I think was really that big announcement. Yeah. Big. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy. Did we already know about Final Fantasy Seven uh, Part Two? I mean, we knew that that generally was gonna happen, but that was kind of a reveal, right? Yeah, I guess that was a big deal. I just didn't like remake for Seven, so maybe I was just like didn't care. But I, I, I guess again, Oren, you liked this, so was that was that exciting for you? 
I'm actually more excited for Final Fantasy 16, believe it or not. Let's talk about that in a little bit. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, I mean, like, it's cool. I'm glad they're making it. I'll probably play it because I loved the first one. But, um, I mean, like, again, it's like one of those things. It's like from a bird's eye perspective, this and like if I were like a pundit, I'd say it's like a C show. But as like what I personally look for in games, it's Mm -hmm. like a D plus. It was a D plus. Mm, Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the other big showcase that happened a few days later, the Xbox Bethesda conference uh, slash Starfield mini documentary. Not even mini, <laughs> just like documentary. Um, so long. It was. Uh, I've watched. I skimmed it a second time. Uh, mm. Let's talk about it. Uh, Oren, you want to go first? What What were the games? that Xbox brought that you you were interested in? Um, I'm surprised that you want me to go first because I feel like I might be the outlier. <laughs> yeah, go. Haters first. Let's go. Haters, haters first. <laughs> um, I thought it was... Here's the thing. It's like, again, like, me as a person versus, like, me as a pundit. As a pundit, this is like an A showcase. Like, this is a fantastic showcase. Um, I loved how they showed Starfield for like 45 minutes. You really got to see everything. I feel like we never see that in E3 anymore. Like E3, mm-hmm. we, you get little sizzle reels really, and that's it in trailers, but you never get like actual gameplay deep dives. So it was like, oh my God, I feel like it's 2014 again, you know, like with these really great gameplay deep dives. And I, I thought the actual Xbox showcase was really well paced. It's funny because Xbox clearly was inspired by how Sony does showcases, which is, you know, just have trailer after trailer after trailer. And Sony this year kind of, like, botched that completely, and Xbox ended up having a much better Sony showcase. (laughs) So that was great, and I thought all of the games, like, you know, like, everything was great. From my point of view, as a gamer who is going to play these games, most of these games didn't really interest me personally. So, like... I'd probably give it like a C from what I look for, but objectively as a pundit, it's an A. Um, I think for me, the game that interest interested me the most was actually the Cyberpunk DLC, Fant- the Phantom of mm. Liberty or whatever. Um, that looks really interesting. Uh, I love Cyberpunk. Sometimes I look back on Cyberpunk and I'm like, is that my favorite open world game of all time? I like loved cyberpunk so wow i'm definitely gonna dip my toes back in to play that dlc when it drops in september i and wish i could send I, that clip back to 2020 or in, i know when i was like, shitting on it here's like, you from the future you're gonna love this game eventually i know i would actually rate it over uh i think i'd rate it over the last of us part two at this point like i really like cyberpunk hmm. um but uh yeah, that was that was my favorite reveal. I loved um I like that I loved that Onimusha, Onimusha game that Capcom showed showcased. Path of the Goddess. Yeah, yeah the Path that, of the Goddess. That game seems like an Orin game, so I'll definitely be checking that one out. And I think those were like the two and then of course I'm interested in Hellblade two. Still pretty disappointed that it's not coming out this year. I'm like, is this game just not coming out ever? Okay, whatever. Twenty twenty four for sure. I think it's like basically for certain yeah i hope so and then um i guess avowed was also i'm also interested Hmm. in avowed avowed might be fun so anyway i'll stop talking that's how i felt high level kevin 
Uh, I felt like the showcase was really good. Um, and 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 one thing I want to mention is like I I mentioned Summer Game Fest. I would give an F on announcements. Like I'm well aware that they were like in a kind of a gaming drought due to the pandemic and everything. So like. You know, maybe it could be a D. It doesn't have to be an F. I could be a little more charitable to that. <laughs> uh, the Sony conference uh, is an F. That was Sony, Sony con- conference <laughs> is an F. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I felt like this, despite that, felt like true E3. Like I had that feeling of hype and like, oh man, I, like what's the next world premiere going to be? Like every time they had one, it was like exciting and it was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to show? It felt like real E3, whereas the first two really didn't to me. Sony mm-hmm. and. and uh, it felt like they just had some stuff that was cool and it was like, okay, but it, like it didn't have like a lot of heavy hitters where this felt like it was like triple A, triple A, triple A, triple A, like avowed obsidian's making a high fantasy RPG. I'm assuming mm-hmm. like an oblivion with an obsidian twist, which could be really cool. An original IP. That's like kind of rare these days. Well, actually <laughs> it's really, set but... in the pillars of eternity, but no, I mean, okay. it is, yeah, it is an original IP still though. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Um, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. There's the next game with Ichiban. Um, I'm really excited to play that game. There was a funny trailer. And uh, I love the JRPG Yakuza's. Those are the ones that I've... I played, like I said, you know, what's it called? One of my favorite JRPGs. Um, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. So uh, that was really cool. I thought the Capcom Path of the Goddess game was really interesting. Because it had, like... It reminded me slightly of Neo with its, like, yokai... Japanese kind of stuff, but it had like a slightly more like cute look, but also it was like grotesque and weird. Like the like uh, Tori Gate has like a monster that like ripped its like ribcage open. Did you notice that in the yeah. trailer? Yeah, yeah, I did. So it was like it was just like, it was a very interesting game. Another original IP, which I thought was cool from Capcom, though. Less that doesn't seem to have. I, I don't feel like Capcom has made an original IP in a while. Maybe I'm mistaken. They barely make original games anymore. <laughs> they yeah, do. it's, it's <laughs> literally just Resident Evil, Monster Hunter. But even Devil and, May Cry, uh, we don't really Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry that and, much. Uh, and Dragon's Dogma. And they're Street mostly Fighter. remakes, but yeah. So right. that was really cool. Um, they also showed this game called Still Wakes the Deep, which it looks like a oh, first-person yeah. horror game on an oil rig. Mm-hmm. Made by the which, team that made a lot of walking sims, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Ch- Chinese Room? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did they do Machine for Pigs by Amnesia? I want to say that they did, but I could be wrong about that. Um, in any case, it looked really awesome. I'm, I'm, after playing the bunker, I'm like, yeah, there, there's good, good place, good locations for survival horror and horror type games to take place that aren't, you know, zombie mansions. Definitely, and it, it had like potentially like a Lovecraftian feel. I don't know. There was yeah. like this this creature from the deep vibe in the trailer, which I thought. Uh, was that, cool. That one looked Obviously, really good. Cyberpunk mm-hmm. uh, DLC. I already bought it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited I, to put that shit. I up. like Cyberpunk a lot. <laughs> I still feel like Cyberpunk's like worst part is like the world exploration part. Just felt kind of drab. But when you're in the story missions, there's so there's some moments of just absolute brilliance in the yeah, writing and the like story that. parts of those games. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like the fact that they're revamping the world, right? That's, that's huge. It's like a whole remake potentially. Hopefully they offer a new game plus. I'd actually probably replay it if it's, if it's been six, like really revamped and really, it's supposed to have been like massively revamped. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, obviously Starfield, which we're probably gonna talk about later. Yeah. Let's um, talk about that in a minute, but later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the the big one also was Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah, um, that was a good trailer. I, I would love to go back. I would love to go back and 
find the quote where I was like, imagine if EA let Ubisoft make a Star Wars open world game. <laughs> I know I've, ma- I've mentioned this multiple times. Kevin's the prophet. Uh, seriously like i've said this i i don't know when it was it must have been 2017 but oh. they did it and yeah. uh it looked really cool uh it's i my only like hesitancy is that the character's like too much han solo hmm. like uh, yeah gender swap i think han of like solo, yeah. the best star wars games like usually it's ones that don't have such specific analogs to existing characters like kotor like it was just its own thing with its own characters like they were yeah. just original characters so I, I whatever, but the game still looks really cool. So, Kotor I mean, is such a high it. Kotor is such a high bar. Like I don't think that game's ever been matched. <laughs> like if in yeah, Star I just, Wars, I just, like the 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 point they're trying to make is like they shouldn't. My my thought is don't lean so heavily on archetypes with Star Wars. Like right. it's okay to have like original characters. Oh yeah, I mean that's why Andor's so good is because it's like almost completely divorced from. Star Wars. Yeah. Like, just the, the when stuff leans heavily into the Star Wars tropes is kind of when it feels tired to me. It's like, right. just be original. Like, that universe is so, you can take it any direction you want. And that's like what makes original stuff cool in it. So, yeah. 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 I've kind of said in the past that, like, the best thing for Star Wars is to just ditch the Jedi. Because uh, Andor yeah. did that. They just, there's no Jedi, there's no Sith. It's just Empire Rebels. And it's like so much better than anything Star Wars has done in a long time. Yeah, like when it leads it, when it goes into like the CD underbelly crime side of yes. the, that's like when it's, the, yeah, I that's love my that favorite shit. part. Like the the western, the space western. Yeah, space yeah. Mm-hmm. We- space western, anti fascism. Like, there's so many like directions you can take that shit, but we're always just mm-hmm. doing Jedi, the high Skywalker, fan- the high fantasy, <laughs> the high fantasy like yeah. predicted character is gonna save the yeah. yeah. So over okay, but what else did you like from the show, Kev? Um, I feel like I touched on everything. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I hit everything that All I right. thought was. How about you? Uh you know, because you guys hate sim games, I'm gonna bring up City Skylines Two coming out. Oh, that was Game cool. Pass. I'm fucking. I fucking love City Skylines. The sequel's gonna be great. Design your perfect walkable city, dude. That game's fun. Like that's a good game to just like disappear into for like a couple weeks and then come out at the end and be like, oh, I built a city. It looked really good. I actually, I have the first game. I never played it. <laughs> oh well, I it's just... gonna be on Game Pass day one. Okay. So. You don't even have to buy it. Uh, Flight Sim 2024. This is like a sequel. This isn't even like an update. This is a new game. All of your DLC, whatever, will carry over. But like, I think gamifying Flight Sim could kind of open it up to people who who wouldn't have played it. Like now, oh, you could do this with the whole you know, Euro Truck Simulator kind of thing and like fly around the world delivering packages or dropping off shit, putting out fires. I love that my house was on fire in the trailer. Um, like, <laughs> I'm like, no. Don't, don't do that. But uh, like it, it was, uh, I, I'm stoked about that game. Avowed, that I am really cool. not sure that I like the artistic shift from the initial trailer. Uh, I think it'll probably be good. I'll definitely play it. But like the style of it was a little off-putting. It was so garish looking, like like the colors and stuff. I I, I didn't like the way that it looked very much. And it looked, I guess, a lot like Outer uh, Worlds. Worlds. And I guess it's going to be a similar style of game. Like, I guess they said that their strength is combat and um, companion characters. And, like, the combat, I'm sure, will be good. Actually, the combat looked pretty good. Uh, I don't know what I think about companion characters. I'm I'm undecided on that game. I'm I'm less hot than I was before I saw that trailer. 33 Immortals, I thought, looked really cool. It's kind of like a Diablo-y, Hades sort of thing. 33, like, player co-op seems really fun 
South of Midnight, I have no idea what that is, but it looked yeah. awesome and original. It did. Um, Fable was 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 cool. I don't know. Fable's always kind of like Shrek, open world Shrek, so, right? <laughs> like I don't know if I, I want didn't... that. I didn't like the original Fable, but yeah. uh, this trailer looked great. And Richard Iowide is just, for to me, a guaranteed like. He was so funny in that trailer, and, and he's just funny all the time. So yeah. like, I was that that was awesome actually. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that looked really good. Um, what else? Payday two? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Hellblade, dude, I had a little bit of a panic attack at the beginning of that trailer while she's crawling through the fucking cave. I was like, oh god, why are they making me watch this right now? Because <laughs> she's yeah. like. Like like a slightly tapering cave. I'm just like I can't deal with this. Uh, but that looked gorgeous. I, I'm sure that game is going to be really interesting. The, the Konutsugami Path of the Goddess looked really cool. Um, what else was there? Oh, Jusant, that climbing game, just looked uh, totally. Original. I don't know if I want to play that one. I, am I don't know okay. if I want to play it either, but I will try it. It's I don't know. It looks original. Uh, we already talked I, about I don't know Wake, how I feel about yo. Let's take all the the climbing segments of Uncharted and let's just make that a game. Like I don't that, want that. I yeah, I get that. Um, <laughs> probably the worst name game at the show, but looked interesting to me. Towerborn. It look it, it's got local co op and it's kind of like a beat 'em up slash like Diablo like I guess. Like mm-hmm. like it's so it, with really like a really cool sort of like Studio Ghibli art style. Like this, the name is terrible. Towerborn just sounds like. Sounds like Battleborn, which is like a stillborn game. Oh, wow. like, what you a should not throwback. Don't don't throwback. don't name your game that. But but it actually I think looks quite cool. Uh, I watched the extended showcase, which is another hour and a half last night. Well, when I should have been sleeping, and uh, I saw more of that game, and it actually seems cool. Uh, Clockwork Revolution. Not totally enamored with the steampunk style, but In Exile makes really good games. You know and, what that uh, game looks like? Can I just Bioshock jump in? Infinite? Bioshock it looks Infinite, like Bioshock yeah. Infinite, but <laughs> it looks like they were like, what if Bioshock Infinite had good politics? Like, what if you play as the revolutionary overthrowing the white supremacists? You know? Mm. That's what it looks like to me. It's like they're rectifying the history of Bioshock of Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. I imagine yeah. it will be so in Exile made has a history of only making CRPGs. I think that this game will be a very systemically deep, maybe immersive sim kind of thing. Could be cool. Like, I don't love that. I, I wish that we could kind of get over this steampunk thing a little bit because it's not my favorite. But um, I don't know. It looks great. well done. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I got to say my game of the show. Actually, no. Okay, that's before I get there. Cyberpunk does look cool. I love what I'm hearing about all the upgrades to the general game and the systems. Um, I'll, I'll definitely try Phantom Idris Liberty. Elba too. Idris Elba, Idris Elba. More, more of uh, Keanu Reeves. Apparently, Keanu Reeves is really in the game a lot. I watched an interview with him at the extended showcase, and he's like, he kept like going into character, like like he was. He's like very into this, so it's it. Mm. It seems like it'll be fun. Um, do you think the stringer? That... Do you think that Idris Elba's casting was inspired partly by the Wire? Oh, stringer Bell. <laughs> Maybe. Stringer Bell. The the reason why I bring that up is because Cyberpunk is partly about how all the institutions are fucked, you mm. know, and the Wire is mm-hmm. all about that. So I wonder, like, were they like, huh? We love the Wire. Let's get him. Or do you think they cast him just because he's Idris Elba? I don't know. I think because he's maybe a little of both. I don't know. Maybe a little um, both. It's, it could go either way. I mean, you know, he's 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 a handsome, charismatic guy. So why not throw him in your game? Uh, oh yeah, Forza, Mo- Forza Motorsport comes out this year. We got a release date. That's cool. And uh, they showed us like 
almost an hour of Starfield. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Starfield, guys. Uh, Oren, I understand if I understand correctly, this didn't this didn't do much for you. I uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I love how you're doing the haters first thing because I <laughs> I started watching this and I was like on board. Like the the first trailer they showed made like made me tear up. I was like, oh my god, this looks amazing for Starfield. And, for Starfield, yeah, that yeah. first trailer they showed, and then they got into the gameplay showcase, and the first red flag was when Todd Howard's like, "You can like pick up anything," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we're bringing back all the garbage, like where you're just like rummaging through all these d- drawers and stuff to collect all this garbage," and I'm like, oh, "I don't want that," and then. And then, like, they go into all these systems, and I'm like, you can customize your ship, you can customize your gun, you can customize your playstyle, you can customize your clan. And then, like, they show the gunplay, and it's like, the NPCs aren't even, like, reacting. Like, there's, like, no AI, and you're just you're just going and shooting them, and it's like, the gameplay just doesn't look... The gunplay doesn't look that engaging, and then the dialogue mm. is, like, the most stilted dialogue, and they're like... We have so many characters, like the cowboy character and like the scientist character, and they're like the most generic NPC companions. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I was like, the vibes were off for me, like the mm-hmm. whole time. I was like, I cannot get into this, but mm. I'm willing to be proven wrong. Like, if you guys are like all about this, I know that I'm an outlier, but I was. I was a lot more impressed with uh, the cyberpunk DLC and what that was showcasing personally. Um, I do right. pr- appreciate like that. This was such a great deep dive. That was like 45 minutes long. You saw like interviews with every developer, every like uh, cook in the kitchen, so to speak um, describing like, okay, like you could do this, that, this, that. Um, and I, I, I thought that was amazing, the fact that they formatted it that way. I just don't know how I feel about the game at this point. It just seems a little too too much. Like, it seems mm. like a 400-hour game. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, this yeah, is not maybe. a 100-hour game. This is a 400-hour game. But yeah. I'll stop there. I thought it was a great showcase. I'm just not sure if it's for me yet. Kevin? Um, I think this is the best game of the show for me, like without a question. Uh, I thought the showcase was so good looking that I'm like, I don't know how they could possibly deliver this game Mm. and have all the things that they're showing be good because it looks really good. It looks like this again. I've had this feeling before. It looks like the space game we've all were waiting to play, but I'm like, could it possibly be that? Is that even possible? It looks okay. So I also felt like this looks like the most next gen game I've seen, yeah, probably since Zelda, ironically, <laughs> um, in terms of gameplay and scope. But I, I'm just like, how is this gonna like work? I, I don't know. I, I'm just I, 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 I'm I have a cautious excitement, but I, I think I'm definitely gonna play it. It looks, it looks incredible. I mean, it looks like everything I wanted it to be, and even more. And I really like their like they call it like NASA punk. I think they're like. I remember I was talking about in the pre-pause, like it has this like grounded hard sci-fi like vibe with the space stuff, and yeah, they, I really like that style. It's a really like, cool original vibe. So I'm excited to play it, but I just am like, could it possibly deliver on any of the things that that, that these things that, or will all these systems work? I'm probably some of those things will be great, but like, is it just going to be like randomly generated worlds that are start to feel like glued together segments that I've seen a million times, or is it going to feel like truly? 
expl- I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely is the pitch of like the ultimate space game, right? Mm-hmm. Like Star Citizen wanted to be that. No Man's Sky wanted to be that. Cyberpunk even kind of wanted to be that, despite the mm-hmm. fact that you don't go to space. Um, mm-hmm. Elite Dangerous. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of games like this. They, I feel like they kind of proved that at the very base minimum, all these systems should be in there and should be working reasonably well. You know, at least Skyrim well. <laughs> like, like I, I have a hard time believing that, that they would have made this big of a, you know, a video and put this many people from their team out there with their names and everything if they didn't really believe in this game. Um, I true. think I think for Orin, there's a Mass Effect game in there for you that, that's 30, 40 hours long, and you could just play that and never touch any of the other systems. I thought the yeah. combat looked pretty good. It does that remain to be seen if the AI... I do think if if the AI is really stupid, the the combat's going to get old fast, even if it feels good to shoot guns, which which it looked like it did. But there's it's just so ambitious on every front. Um, and like like the levels of simulation, like you talk about the trash, looting through the trash. But like I was just playing Final Fantasy 16 demo, literally nothing in the environment. Gorgeous game is interactive. You don't even get like a noise when you like run your sword through like a barrel. You just literally go, you just clip through it and that's that. It's like, hmm, okay. Uh, so like I, I, I kind of applaud this level of extreme simulation and complexity, even though it can create some headaches. Uh, and, and you know, I guess the 30 frame per second limit, unfortunately, on consoles. But um, I don't know. It's definitely the game of the show for me. It definitely is like when I first watched the trailer for Mass Effect in 2007, a few months before it came out, and I had just played Oblivion. This was the game I thought that that Mass Effect was going to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not the game Mass Effect was, but like, uh, I don't know. It looks really good. I think, I think the worst case scenario is that is that it's not that exciting, but that everything's there and kind of fun. I think the best case scenario is that it's it's quite good. Yeah, I guess my contrarian opinion of this. Well, first of all, I want to say two things. One. I was the biggest cyberpunk skeptic. I was the biggest, like, when cyberpunk released and everyone hated it. I was like, told you so. And here I am, like, three years later. It's like a top <laughs> Best three. Game. It's a world game. <laughs> yeah, it's like a top three open world game for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this game. So, I'm like, I, I, if I go into Starfield and that game just gets its hooks in me, I'm willing to be like, you know what? I was wrong. I was a little too trepidatious, whatever. Uh, the second thing, though, is that I think what makes CD Projekt Red such a great company and their o- approach to open world RPGs so engaging is that they actually don't give you that much freedom. Like in the play style, they're like, you are a bounty hunter. Like that is your thing. You're a bounty hunter. And all the gameplay systems are going to have this interplay of you being a bounty hunter. Like the gunplay is going to feel good. The uh, quests are going to revolve around being a bounty hunter. And I think that focus really kind of gives a, like a nice sense of polish and direction to their games. And Bethesda's philosophy is like, you could do anything. Like, we are giving you all these systems. You could do literally anything. And I think like that sometimes leads to like, oh, the shooting is fine, but it's not that good. The role playing is good, but it's not that good. Like it's it's like they're doing so much in the game that it ends up being like a bunch of seven out of ten games kind of shoved together. Mm. And that's my fear with this game, if that makes sense. Yeah. I also 
want to mention just like the thing Aaron was talking about that <clears throat> I, I remember playing Oblivion for the first time and like dropping armor on the ground and like, it just like bounced and like hit the ground and being like wow like it, it felt like it was like the continuation of Half-Life 2 of like hey everything is so interactive like this is a world that exists and everything has physical properties and and then like you know I you know I played all these other later games like in particular, I, I always think of Sony games, but they're not the only ones. There's a billion AAA narrative games that have, like, the most static environments with just, you know, that's not what the game's about. They look pretty, but they have no interactability. They're just, like, static geo. So this game, it felt like they were really bringing that 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 vision of, like, the 7th gen and, like, you know, mid-2000s of, like, this is a technical world that has, like, all sorts of interlocking pieces that all work together and they're static like items have presence like if you drop sandwiches in your ship you can come back and they'll still be there like that kind of stuff i think is a really cool unique thing that really like only bethesda and like bethesda games do that i know of i'm sure like gary's mod you can use mods to like keep items persistent but like really only bethesda is like nothing i can think of that that does that and uh i just think that like at the scope of space if they can pull it off will be an incredible unique thing so yeah yeah yeah, and I'm happy, happy to see someone else is still doing it. They're still keeping that, that kind of vision of of how games could be alive. Right, deep simu- deep uh, levels of simulation and persistence, and I don't know. I also love that they are finally somebody is is doing what Tie Fighter did, you know, thirty years ago, or whatever, in, in space combat, uh, like all this the subsystem stuff and like different power levels like i i don't know man the game looks it looks like the most Aaron game I, I think i think i've said a million times i love an open world game where i can just kind of go and just do weird shit like when i was playing red dead i was just like stealing cage uh, stage coaches and selling them to the black market guy instead of playing the main story and I, I had a lot of fun doing that um so i could see this being a sandbox i could have a lot of fun with i don't know i'm gonna predict it now metacritic 91 or better Hmm. that's probably what's going to happen i think it's going to be like i mean it's a 10-year project right so yeah it's they're putting so many other chips into this game i'd be shocked if it were below a 91 so so quick elephant in the room just it's going to be 30 fps on console no matter what mm-hmm. just want to like quickly mention that the guys in digital family are talking about how this is like <clears throat> this is a design decision for the game based around how systemic it is so I'm kind of like, yes, that makes sense, and I, and I understand that. But I do feel like like this is like maybe the first like real next gen game from like a design perspective game that we're seeing. Yeah. So like, is that going to be the future? I think it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it is, and I mean, Hellblade also was a 30 FPS trailer. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 16 runs at 60 FPS, but honestly, you should probably play it at 30 FPS because it's all over the place at 60. Right. <laughs> like so. I think it might have already happened behind our, you know, while we weren't even looking. Meanwhile, Resident Evil 4 Remake runs really good at yeah. 60 FPS. So I wonder if, like, more Japanese developers will try to still do the 60 FPS. But, again, Final Fantasy is... But I think usually yeah. Western... I think Western developers historically have been more about fidelity than uh, performance. So you're yeah. probably right. Also, RE4 Remake's like a remake of, like, a sixth-generation game. And it's cross-gen. It's also oh, that's true. It is cross-gen. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think we're gonna see more 60 FPS games than we had because, like, the reason this game—I mean, who knows—but like, the reason this game is is 30 FPS, I, I guess, is because of you know we talked about there the simulation, the the deep levels of simulation that are gonna just eat up all those CPU resources. But like, 
Final Fantasy 16 has like no simulation. Like that game, in theory, could run at a lock 60 if they just if they just got it there. Um, I don't know though. It's this is why I have a gaming PC, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like. I- I really feel like like it'll happen with third party games probably still be sixty, but I think the like mm-hmm. first party AAA experience is going to probably be relegated to thirty like in the next probably like year or two years. I think it's going to be we're going to be completely there. That's my I prediction. Hope, I hope forty becomes like like forty FPS is so much more tolerable than thirty. It's a much more pleasant yeah. experience, and if they could, and now that a lot of people have HDMI two point one or one hundred twenty hertz. Capable TVs, if they could do but that. I don't have a VRR TV. I only have. Well, <laughs> it's only, that's, that's on you, my friend. It's but only uh, yeah. uh, it's that could be a solution. I don't know. I could see myself playing it because it's playing anywhere. I could see myself playing Starfield, flying around on my TV, and then if I want to do combat missions, I'll switch over to my computer. So I don't, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just played eighty hours of Zelda at thirty FPS. It wasn't that bad. So what do you guys uh, think yeah. of the showcase overall? Grades? Grade time? Grade time? Yeah, so I saw a tweet. I, I texted it to you guys from Jeff Keeley, I think it was. And he was like, how do you guys rate this? And it was like, or no, it was Jeff Grubb, one of the Jeffs. But uh, it it was like 90% were like A. <laughs> And then like like it was like almost overwhelming oh, it, majority. It, 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 really it was positive. Jeff Keeley. That Jeff Keeley did oh. do that tweet. Yeah. Okay. For Xbox? Yeah. For Xbox, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would give it an A. Yeah, I'd give it an A too. Especially since, like, given where they were at, like they were such an underdog coming into this, they're like, we need, they need to deliver. I think they showed enough of what's going on, and they still have stuff in the tank, right? We don't know what the coalition's doing, or its software, or, or uh, machine games. Hopefully, QuakeCon, we'll see all that stuff. Probably not coalition, unfortunately, but the yeah. other ones. You know, I'm gonna give it a B minus because of that, because um, I I did want to see all that stuff, and I'm a little confused that they didn't show it. I also mm. understand that, like, objectively, you don't need those things for the showcase to be an A. But, like, again, it's like, what do I want versus what me, the pundit, says? I feel like for what I want, it was like a B minus. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, I guess I guess we're going to see. Starfield hits soon. A lot of these games are actually hitting fairly soon. Uh, Cyberpunk and Starfield are like within the same month. Oh my god! Yeah, September October is going to be kind of crazy, at least for some of us. Uh, so speaking of Game Pass, though, really quickly, I did beat the Lies of P demo. Mm. Um, That's had, on Game it's Pass. Actually, yeah, it's on Game Pass, and but you could also <clears throat> download it um, as a demo on the PS5. But I I downloaded it on Xbox. It was um, mm. it was pretty good. It was like a good demo. It's like three hours long there's three boss fights uh it could be longer because it's actually kind of hard uh, i think the thing i liked the most about it is that it is difficult like it took me like 10 tries to kill the first boss mm. and like about 10 tries to kill the third boss um but yeah as i said earlier it really is just bloodborne again like it's, it's bloodborne but with pinocchio trappings and it's not quite as obscure with its storytelling but it's very hmm. much just Bloodborne. Um, I don't know. It's a little if, clunky. It's a little clunky too. It's a little clunky. It's not quite from soft levels of consistency, hmm. but it had a slow run cycle. The run cycle was way too slow. I was like, why do I sprint so goddamn? Slow? I only played it for like ten minutes. It didn't do it for me. I, I didn't think it was shit, but I it just I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I've like played too many Souls likes. 
<laughs> it, yeah. it feels like it would have been a great game if it came out in like 2016. It feels like it's yeah. like half a decade too late, but I, I'll still probably keep my eye on it. Um, I don't think I'd be shocked if it scored like over an 80 on Metacritic. I feel like it's going to be like in the sevens range, um, but I played it. Just thought I'd let you guys know. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, quickly, I, I watched the PC gaming show, which was very long and not not that exciting but <laughs> fortunes run had a, has a demo that game is awesome the demo is really good check it out funcom has an interesting dune mmo coming out that this i guess it's gonna maybe build off their uh not age of conan what's the name of the conan game uh conan exiles. conan exiles yeah it looks pretty cool uh th- there was a game called nivalis looked which looked awesome it's like this like mm. cyberpunk simulation game uh, i check those out whitelist that on, on your steam thing um yeah, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about Final Fantasy 16 in the bunker, and then I think we'll close up. Yeah, we could. Right. Oh, well, we also have to do our top threes. Oh, oh I okay. I have questions okay. about Final Fantasy let's, 16. Let's do, our, let's do top threes, and then we'll get to Final Fantasy 16. Oran, what is your top three of the show? Okay, yeah, like, when I say top three, I mean, like, all the way going all the way back to the PlayStation Showcase. So, like, mm-hmm. all a key mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, my number three... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cyberpunk DLC for number three. I think uh, if it's as good as they say it is, and like Idris Elba's in it, and the storytelling is up to cyber, you know, up to CD Projekt Red's standards with DLC. Because as you guys know, The Witcher 3's DLC is like better than the main game. Like the storytelling right. is really good in those. But um, if it achieves that, I'm gonna love that game. So that's my number three, the Cyberpunk DLC. My number two is the Talos Principle 2, because I love the first one. I think the first one is like low-key as good as the Portal games. I think they're just really great puzzle games. Really excited to see what the second game brings. And then the, my number, my game of the show is Alan Wake 2. Nobody's surprised. I just think that game is going to... I'm going to play through that game many times if it's as good as it looks. And I'm just, I just love David Lynch shit, so give it to me. Give it to me, Remedy. There we go. Also, Microsoft won E3. Yeah. Key yeah. three. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Kevin. What's your uh, your three of the show? Uh, it's tricky. Um, so my number three would probably be like a Dragon Infinite Wealth because there wasn't a lot shown otherwise, other than a funny trailer, which was Is funny, that a pun? But, um, say what? <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot shown? Yeah, but I saw some <laughs> ass cheeks. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, that would be my number three. Um, number two is going to have to be, uh, I was going to say Max Payne. <laughs> Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, Alan Wake 2 looks awesome. Yeah. Um, and I probably could have given it number one if I had a 45-minute documentary about it like uh, I saw <laughs> of my number one game, which is Starfield, which just looks incredible. And, uh. Just had to give a shout out to Cyberpunk DLC and Star Wars Outlaws because those also looked great, but they didn't yeah. make it. So, yeah. Starfield. Uh, hmm. My three. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to say number three, Flight Sim 2024. I like Flight Sim. I like that they're gamifying mm-hmm. it. I hope that it mm-hmm. brings more people. I want to I see Los Angeles in flames than put out, put my apartment's fire out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get it on Steam. 
Uh, oh, it might be. Yeah. Uh, I also liked Alan Wake. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be a basic bitch here. Alan Wake too looks great, and uh, Starfield, baby. Starfield. I, I'm a, I'm a Starfield stand now. I guess. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know. It's like it really is fifty fifty whether that game is just dull as shit. <laughs> like like there really is a possibility that it's it's yeah. all there, but it just doesn't quite come together. You know what I mean? It's like you ever made yeah. a dish where all the ingredients were good, and then then if it tasted good, that's a that's a strong possibility, but. But I'm hoping, I'm optimistic that that's not going to be the case. Um, yeah, and uh, Star Wars looked cool. A lot, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff actually. Like I, I, I you know, I'm happy. I think, uh, kind of like looking on Twitter and stuff. I think most people are saying Starfield and Alan Wake Two are like the two big games of the show. Yeah. For a lot of people. Makes sense. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about Final Fantasy 16 real quick. We'll talk about the bunker real quick, and then I think we're, I think we're out of here. Sounds Oren, good. You 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 played the Final Fantasy 16 demo. At first, you were like, "How can I watch Game of Thrones with fucking giant ostriches in the scene?" <laughs> but at some point, your heart was won over by those ostriches. Yeah, I uh, Final Fantasy 16 demo was really interesting because. Um, the game has like a lot kind of going against, not a lot going against it, but some, I have, I have concerns. Um, one, yeah. I started playing the demo. I was like kind of not the biggest fan of anime Game of Thrones because it just seems too easy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, oh, I don't want, I don't want this. Like, it's just too easy. Like, do something more original than that. Even like the cutscenes have the same lighting and shot coverage of like a Game of Thrones scene. And I was like, okay whatever and then you spend the first hour just watching cutscenes, fighting goblins like i don't want to fight goblins and goblins then on, too they're they're goblins yeah they're like pure goblins and i was like what the fuck is this shit and then mm-hmm. and then on top of that there's a controversy with the game because like not a big controversy controversy but a controversy because uh the developers said that they didn't want any diversity in the game because they kind of felt like that didn't Wait, what, reflect. Is that what they said? Or that I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but they said um, like, oh, we were making a game about like a really specific group of people from a certain time period, which is why they have to be all white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so there was like, it's like, oh, okay. So that's kind of weird too. So there's like a lot of stuff that <clears throat> was, you know, kind of keeping me from enjoying the demo, but I think I got one over after a certain point because there's like a banger dragoon boss fight in this game that I was like, holy shit, this is like Artorius from Dark Souls. Like, this is a fucking awesome boss fight. And then there's like this amazing summons battle where I was like, oh my God. And then on top of that, there's so much murder and violence. Like, I'm seeing a chocobo get stabbed through like the heart and blood's gushing everywhere. I see a guy get decapitated. I'm like, holy shit, what is going on? It's R-rated Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh-huh. more violent than the two uh, recent God of War games. I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of parallel universe did I fall into? Um, so all of that shit kind of won me over. And now I'm like, I think I'm going to play this game. Like if they're going to go there with the violence and stuff, I'll play yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I mostly liked my time with it. I definitely like it was. I spent about two hours with the demo, and I swear to God, 
80 90 percent of that i was just my controller was in my lap and i was just watching cutscenes. but they were right. good cutscenes. they were pretty um the story had me somewhat interested it's definitely like they're like look what if we could make game of thrones an attack on titan and mix them together and then that's the game and it's that, like there's like a at. there is a Jon <laughs> snow analog there's like a theon Greyjoy analog like there's a bunch of characters who are like you're like oh i <clears throat> they're not even that far removed from like the characters in in game of thrones or attack on titan i should also say uh but uh i don't know the spectacle was really there like this is it was so linear like the game was so fucking linear i thought final mm. fan like like you're just walking down hallways nothing's interactive the combat that's how f7 remake is really i thought that was suffocatingly linear no it's like hallways okay this is extreme linear game that basically guides you between apparently there are 13 hours of cutscenes total in the game and the game will take <laughs> 35 to 50 hours to beat so a third of the time or you know third to a fifth you'll be watching roughly uh i don't know if that, that, that like it was it was not that way in the demo but like it's the prologue it takes place over three decades so the inter- the most interesting thing is that most of the game you're playing a character in their 30s normally you're playing final fantasy you're playing as teenagers so that's that's kind of a, a radical shift and like Oren said it was way more violent than any fu- any fucking final fantasy game i've ever seen like just like shit happens uh, oh <laughs> so was, i read good. the game director had game of thrones was mandatory watch material for the, yeah. everyone the development staff yeah so it's funny that we're like in this post Game of Thrones world where that's like <clears throat> now like a fantasy influence where it's not just Tolkien and, you know, uh, I'll take it, you know, Conan. So that does lead me to a point like there. I guess there was a controversy about the, the racial representation, which um, which which makes sense, because there's another thing about the game that kind of chaffed at me that uh, it, it was uh, like Game of Thrones is is a thought experiment right it it takes place in a medieval universe but it's always sort of using examples to comment on the systems and structures of that Mm. in this the the duke explains to his son who's the heir to basically be a god he's like oh it's just how it is you just got to do your duty and everything's right And he's like it doesn't seem fair he's like don't worry like it seemed generally to have some sort of like low-key reactionary sort of politics just embedded in the DNA of it. Like it's sort of unquestioningly like, yeah, these power structures make sense. Whereas like game of Thrones is always questioning and looking at like, does this make sense? Is this just what happens if people act this way? Um, And I didn't get that there. So I got the violence and the backstabbing and the plotting of game of Thrones, which I like, but I wonder if it will be a little more critical of the systems that it sets up the way that game of Thrones is, or if it'll just be like, come on, it's final fantasy, (laughs) like be the king. You kind of touched on... It's, I'm going to use the Final Fantasy VII remake as an example of a game that I actually think did those two things. Two, the two concerns you had, well, like, one, like, commenting on the Game of Thrones thing and the mandatory viewing of Game of Thrones. One thing I like about the Final Fantasy VII remake is that it's it feels like an original universe and, like, an original idea. Like, the mm-hmm. game is kind of using all of its stylistic tools to tell this story of social inequality. And the game comments on social inequality. And, like, the game is kind of like you're rising up against, like, the assholes in power and taking them down. Um, And I think it did it really well and in a way that I thought was really progressive and modern. Obviously, there was some stuff 
that wasn't great. Like uh, with a Barrett, like, you know, a lot of people said that he's like a black stereotype. He probably is. <laughs> so it's not perfect. Certainly was in the original game. He was in the original game, but it, it was it was it was interesting. So mm-hmm. I wonder if Final Fantasy 16, if it is going to be kind of more reactionary based on the developers' attitudes towards racial diversity, but also like those kind of reactionary tidbits. So I'm curious. To, I'm curious to see how it reviews. If I feel like it could, could go many different ways like you could hear like jason schreier be like this is the best game i've ever played oh my god or <laughs> or it could be like it's really impressive but politics are bad it's too linear whatever <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes how it unfolds yeah i think if it gets fairly positive reviews i'll probably pick it up just just because it'll be fun i mean like i i was having fun like it, it, it was enjoyable it looked really really good the graphics were great the character models were you know out of this world um i haven't played a final fantasy game in a really long time uh and i wasn't loving the seven remake that much just because it kind of trampled on my memory a little bit so this could be eh, this could be fun um the combat was like decent was pretty good it was like devil may cry light i hope there's sections of the game and i'm sure there will because they were teasing this but where you can just kind of like explore the open world and just kill cool monsters and just upgrade your character like i I hope they have some of that and it's not just kind of linear you know so yeah gene park was saying that for the most part it's very linear but there will be little open areas that you can get to and kind of have like a breather but i I do think it'll be pretty pretty guided non-rails for the most part hmm do you even call it like an rpg at that point is it more like just a really long devil may cry game or just, it, it, I mean, it's almost just like a fucking interactive movie with like some some boss battles, you know, like a lightly yeah. interactive movie. I, I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll see I, I think goes. it will succeed on how well so, it can tell its story. Uh, does it have slow walking? FF7 remake had so much slow walking. Mm. It was killing me. I, I think it's it cutscenes or is it slow walking? It's cutscenes. There's a big difference. I cut think scenes. it only had slow walking for like literally the first scene, but that's when the game yes. was like, oh, you can run. So okay, that's yeah. fine. It had a lot but of like, tutorial stuff, but yeah, no, there was no slow walking really other than that. Because so if it's just cutscenes, it does like Yakuza. That's fine. I'm cool with that as long as it. But if it's like slow walking, like hallway segments where you have to like slowly follow the characters and they talk, and that happens in F7 remake, like like I said, it happened a lot. So I was like past the beginning couple hours. Hmm. So I just was wondering if this does that. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't do that, I might actually like it. This is not the same team as Final Fantasy VII, right? No, it's uh, yeah. So the Final Fantasy XIV team. So. 14 or okay. 15? 14. I think, oh, yeah, okay. 14. I they're, 15 the, they're the ones who that did spoken. the MMO, right? I think the MMO guys. Like, yeah, that's 14. They, yeah. They let them make this game yeah. because 14 was so popular, is so okay. popular. So I think they let them make the new Final Fantasy because they're like, we want to see what you can do with a single player game. Yeah. Uh, I will see. I don't know. Like, it's definitely working. Like, it's worth saying it is very uh, Game of Thrones, but also. Square and Final Fantasy games have dipped into that kind of territory way before Game of Thrones, like with Vagrant Story and Final Fantasy Tactics and stuff like that. So this sort of like high political like um, speculation game is, is not totally new, but I guess how we'll much see. trappings of FF does it have? I heard you say Dragoon, Chocobos, to have Ifrit and Shiva. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Explicitly. Okay. Tonberries and uh, Iron Giants. Uh, there's like, so the summons are like 
I if I'm understanding it correctly, like every like country has like their own summon that's kind of like their <laughs> their war like god or something like that, oh, and nice. it's sort of like that's a so hereditary thing. It's like, and, it's a little uh, made up. There's a lot of made up shit in this game. <laughs> Well, like, then okay. the, like there is like again there's also the attack on titan angle where there's this whole like uh, you, i don't know i don't want to spoil anything okay. but yeah okay okay it sounds I'm, I'm intrigued it's pretty yeah the trailers look really good mm. graphically i really wonder uh, how it's going to review because it could be like hyperbole all over the place 96 on mm. metacritic it could be that but it also could be like an 82 or something and it's like it's pretty good all the recent uh games <laughs> Final Fantasy games have been in the 80s, like mid-80s, so... Yeah, it was, right. what was the, the remake? FF7 remake. Remake and 15 were both, like, mid-80s. 87. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds about right for... So, Final that's where I imagine this is, if I were to use my Metacritic profit hat. Um, 15 came out, like, unfinished, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's true, huh? 81 and 77, so... I think the last time a Final Fantasy game was unanimously... Uh, classic was like 12 i think 12, 12 was the yeah. last one 12 yeah. that was a ps2 game were you yeah. even born then that was a yeah, that was a long time ago like, yeah like i know, I, know right? I, I do remember the uh age when like a new final fantasy came game would come out and get like 96s and stuff like that was yeah like 12 10 like those games were getting great reviews but those that's like from yeah. a bygone era at this point that's yeah that is that's uh Bush administration kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Like Clinton even really like, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, final fantasy 16. Have you guys played the bunker at all? Amnesia, the bunker. I want to, I, I want to, but I keep getting distracted by like, I've actually not been gaming that much these days. I've been playing Diablo four. You say that I saw you playing Diablo for like five hours last night. So busted. I was, I was like, well, not five hours, like two hours, three hours. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, before we talk about the bunker, I'm kind of getting mm -hmm. to the point with D Diablo where I kind of need a new video game to play because mm -hmm. that game mm -hmm. is not super fun in single player, in my opinion. Uh, but mm. I sometimes play it when I listen to podcasts, so I don't need to think about anything. Um, but yeah. you know, it's, it's good. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's getting success, and I'm glad that Mike is, uh, you know, was a part of that. I think it's it's a really cool accomplishment i'm just not sure if i want to play it that much anymore um so. right. well, it, it, it will be continued to grow and update so you could check it out in six months or a year two years and it'll still be it'll still yep. be growing up you know what i mean um yep. anyway go and talk about the bunker okay i don't want to talk too much because i want you guys to play the bunker i'm gonna say Did you up finish front, it i'm at the very very end nice um it's uh, better than signalis it's different. Um, different. I, I like. I would say, definitely a strong top top five game of the year contender. Definitely oh. one of the best survival horror games I've ever played. Um, oh. It sounds terrifying. It's, Every time people talk about it, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's like I told you. It's a little unsettling. Um, I gotta play this. It's uh, so. Let me let me just kind of set it up without spoiling too much and without. World War One bunker. That's all I know. World War One bunker. There, it, it's it takes inspiration from Resident Evil One and um, Alien Isolation, and I think it kind of chooses some of the best parts of both of those and kind of blends them together. So it's very nonlinear. You can kind of explore this large bunker space, and you and it's also a little bit randomized. Like item placement is randomized 
mm. each run and um it basically you can use different tools to enter places so it also actually has some influence from prey i would say mm. uh so it's kind of pulling off a lot of my favorites um but mm. that like the thing that makes it so good is that like the world is constantly hostile there is both the big thing that's hunting you and then there's other smaller literally enemies that uh you have to contend with and um you're basically kind of going around and trying to you know find your way to solve a specific big picture MacGuffin, and um i it's it's scary as fuck it's the scariest game i've played in years i've been playing it in the dark on my tv it plays really good with controller i recommend it on xbox or you know pc wherever you want to play it it's really cheap too it's only like 25 bucks on steam so it's it's a very affordable game um that's just so cool. I love that Amnesia is like make. I made a scary Amnesia game again because the first Amnesia was like a fucking. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I, it was scary when it first came out. Uh, I, I think that's really cool. I, I think it's just such a like it's a true survival horror game, and it's it's de-emphasized combat. You know, like problem solving, exploration, map navigation. It has a safe room. Um, it's it's so like like one time I was getting chased by something. And I ran back to the safe room, and the safe room has a door. And if you don't close the door, that thing will go in there and <laughs> fuck you up. But you can physics manipulate, close the door, and then lock it. Uh, uh, so like, like I, was, amnesias. I was running like a motherfucker, ran back into the room, locked the door. Like Lots of just really great moments. Uh, play it on an OLED if you can, because it is black as fuck. You're crawling around in the dark most of the time. Like w- One of the mm. core mechanics is there's a generator that turns on the lights, which makes things a little safer. Mm. both because you can see and also because you're less likely to encounter hostility uh but that it doesn't last very long so you put it on it's you have like five minutes of light but maybe you need to do something that takes 15 minutes and then you have a flashlight that you pump and it makes noise and it lasts for about 20 seconds and then you have to pump it again and so your position is given away when you use the flashlight so you you will spend a lot of time crawling around in the dark game is hard game is scary so if if these things are off-putting then Maybe it's not for everyone, but I think it's one of the best horror games I've played in a long time. I'm I'm stoked that within eight months there has been two of the best like survival horror games ever made have, have come out. So, it, and it's just you know this year is a great year for horror in general. Yeah, oh yeah, this is like the year of horror. Yeah, you got Dead Space, RE4, and now this. Am I missing one? Returnal like, on PC. Returnal on PC. No, <laughs> that you, counts. Yo, uh, then we got Alan Wake coming. We got Alan Wake. Uh, Silent Hill 2 remake, Hill which 2, I know everyone hates, but I'm excited. Layers still. of Fear. I don't know. I want um, Silent Hill 2 remake to be good. I want it to be me good. Me too. I really want it to be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I do want to play Amnesia the Bunker. If it doesn't, um, if this, uh, I'm gonna buy it. If Honestly, this Final Fantasy man. game doesn't pan out, I'll play it. Like It's also see. only like, I, I say people say it's five hours. I'm like eight hours in. So, but I had some. Um, here's what I'll. This is one tip I'll give you is 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 save often. There's a few times where I got a little ambitious and lost some time. So, but I'm about eight hours mm-hmm. in, and I'm like right at the end. I like unless unless something unless there's a a last minute thing, I'm pretty much right then. But I just have like a it, one challenging thing to do. Does it have like a save resource like ink ribbon kind of thing? No, but there is only one location in the game that you can save. Okay. So you basically so just go back there and save all the time. You are you're doing the thing where you're like you're venturing out into a really hostile space, gathering resources and getting the things that you need to progress the sort of story along, and then going back. You know, it's funny. I I open the Steam page and like the backing. It started showing like I'm auto playing a, a video of the game, and just the backing music was creepy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard that multiple multiple horror people say that 
80% or 90% of horror is all sound design, mm. which to me sounds right. That's like, that sounds like, oh, they, they, Amnesia had really good ambient music and sound. Oh, yeah. I don't great. even know if there's music in this game, but the sound design is great. Uh, play it with headphones. Play it again. Play it with headphones. Play it in the dark. I either play it in my office, my computer with my headphones on, the door closed and all the lights off, or I play it at night on the TV. I, I think it's I think it's really good on Xbox, so it's not a bad way to play it. I just bought it. <laughs> I think I think what's uh I think what's motivating me to play it is that uh like Resident Evil 2 remake when I played that I had a really hard time with like the uh, Mr. X segments the first time I played it and even the second time and same with uh the Beneviento um mansion and village but like once you've kind of played the game enough you can kind of like figure out how the AI works and it kind of yeah. like makes the game like a lot more approachable. So I'm kind of like banking on that, you know, like I'll that's get definitely to a... the case. That's definitely the case. Oh, good. yeah. Yeah. Once you kind of figure out how this these things work, you will you'll, you'll be able to, you know, I mean, like I think that's embedded in the game design here in a, in a good way. Um, yeah, but there's I think, definitely I think a... that's the best. Like, I like it when games are like not so unplayably scary, like you can kind of figure out how to move around. So that's. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, but expect to get fucked more than more than once, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron, after you beat this, you should play Soma. Yeah, I already actually started. Oh, I played Soma. Soma, Soma. was great. I loved Soma. Yeah, Soma was great. I think you'll like it too, because it has a lot of the sci-fi philosophy stuff in it too. Right, philosophy of mind so, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'll probably I downloaded that on Xbox and was playing a bit of it the other night because I was like, I need a break from the bunker. Um, I should also mention World War One, great setting. Does uh, it get any scarier for? In yeah, life I want to go. I want to live in that time. Great setting. Yeah, it's like the whole setting is you're in a bunker with no fucking daylight anywhere, no lights, hardly. You have to turn them on. Uh, it's 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 good. It's a really good game. Nice. So yeah, you guys play it, and we can we can talk about it more in the future. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. I think that's all we have for you. We will have a Stalker, the film uh, podcast coming out in uh, a week, I guess, uh, which we're going to record immediately after this. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Madden, we love you. Check out the Discord. Um, if you feel like leaving us a review on iTunes, you know, I, I wouldn't say no to that, anybody. And uh, that's, that's all I got for you. Adios. Adios.